When I was 35, I got into a coaching program. And the guy who created the coaching program took off 200 days a year. He worked 165 days a year. And he took off 200 days a year. Completely free. You couldn't find him. You couldn't talk to him. And that fascinated me. I'm like, how, how did he build a $25 million company and he only works 165 days a year? Right? And the very first thing they did in that coaching program is they forced us to find our unique ability. And the whole goal of the program was to teach us how to build our whole life around that talent. Like an artist. Like an athlete. Like an entertainer. So to find your talent, and then build the business and the life around the talent. Okay? Now, if you look at artists and athletes, they rest, they practice, and they play. That's the three modes of energy they have. They rejuvenate, they practice to get ready, and then they perform. And when they perform is when they make the most money. And that's why they're making that much money. Now, notice they didn't work seven days a week. They need a day off. They need time off to rejuvenate to get to that level. Okay? And so those three years was very instrumental for me because he was teaching me how to, how to basically design your life around your skill set and talent where you spent high percentages of your time doing what you love doing and what you're really good at doing. And that actually is the way for your company to make more money. Okay, now how many agents do you have? Yeah, have you got agents working with you? How many? What is your unique ability? Okay, are, are you also coaching those agents? Is that a unique ability of yours? All right, what creates the most irritation for you? Okay, where does that come from? Those eight ladies in the office, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, here, here's the deal. How long, how long do you tolerate that? He's going back today and say, Coach Burke told me to fire y'all. <laughs> That's what people do to me. They blame it on me. What now? Okay. All right, now, here's my point. How many, all right, so, so when you're thinking about the business and you go, man, this drives me crazy. How long does it drive you crazy before you do something about it? And it's the same problem over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, man, this is, a, this is a problem, right? Now, I know what you're going to say. We can't find any good people. You ever said that before? Everybody on the planet's lazy. There's 7 billion people. There are good people out there. There are lazy people out there. Yes? Okay. So, so the friction point is going and finding the people so people just don't go find them. They just tolerate the people they got. And they just say, well, you know, it's okay. They show up. As long as they show up to work, we'll take it. Okay? That's what we do. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that's how Nick Saban runs University of Alabama? Yes, sir. you think that's how Elon Musk runs Twitter? I mean, he came in and fired everybody. That's the first thing he did. Every, all you, everybody's gone. Right? Now... 
my point is, when you're, when you're leading something, the way Saban really built Alabama was identity, we're the best, standards, we don't lower them, language, and accountability. Those are the four big things. We have, we have an identity, we're the best. It's constantly pushing people, be the best at what you do. Then there's, then there's uh, standards, we don't lower our standards for people. Then there's accountability, we hold people accountable to what they're supposed to be doing. And then there's uh, a language that they use, okay? Now, when you think about A to B, I just want you to just, just really, really think about this right here. What, what keeps people from moving to B? What is that? Excuses. Excuses many times, because that's really what they are. Because here's the deal. If somebody else is out there in your industry doing what you want to do, is that proof that it can be done? Okay, so it can be done. Okay. So, so you can't say it can't be done because somebody's already doing it. Yep, apathy, complacency, which has a lot to do with the new book, Pray Drive, which is, which is we become complacent because our needs are met. Got a good life, good things happening. We just, we just kind of go, you know what, why push this hard? So also what motivates right here is what's called because goals. And because goals are big reasons of why you take action when you don't feel like it. So let's look at the numbers. This should be 80 to 90% of your time in this area right here. These up here should literally be 10% or less of your time. Now, does that mean you, you come to work and you don't ever have to do something you don't want to do? No. Everybody has to do things they don't want to do. But the ultimate goal when you're visioneering something is to actually build out a team of people who has their own unique skill sets. And they're really good at, but but I find people don't know what their skill sets are. So it's like it's like you're good at some things, but I need you to do this right here. I need you to help us make money. I need you to help us produce. I need you to take care of the customers. I need you to do this. Okay? Now, are you how good are you at this? And a lot of people put people in spots that they're not good at. It's like, hey, you're not that good at technology, but you're in charge of communicating with all the customers. Okay? Now. One more thing, and then we're going to take a break. Lunch. Our goal is to wake up and move from A to B. A high value of your time are specific things you do that move you toward your B. A low value of your time is anything you participate in that's got nothing to do with your B. Everybody see that? Okay. Now... The last exercise before we take a break, we go there in the mind before we go there in the body. All things are created twice, first mentally, then physically. It's 25 years old. I went back and I spoke at a banquet at Woodbury Grammar School. That's where I was a coach. And uh, I remember enjoying, they paid me $250. And I remember enjoying planning that talk because I was coaching kids. And I wasn't out talking to adults yet. And I spoke for about 20 or 30 minutes. And a guy who's a football coach there, a little bitty dude, walked up to me and he said, you could, you could do this. I said, do what? He said, go around the world, speak and coach people. And I'm like, and he said, the circuit. You could go on the circuit. 
And I'm like, what circuit? Like, what are you talking about? He said, you know, you can make a lot of money traveling around the world. And then he said these two words, like Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was the head coach at Notre Dame. And so I go, hmm. And I went home that night and I looked online, Lou Holtz. And I said, what is Lou Holtz doing? He's writing books. He's speaking. He's the head coach at Notre Dame. I'm not at Notre Dame, but I am coaching. I need to be writing books like Lou Holtz's. And then I looked down in the corner and it said speaking fee. This was, this was, you know, yeah, in the 90s. Said $100,000 to give a one-hour talk. And I go, I can definitely do this. <laughs> if I can do anything, it's talk. Now, and my daughter, if you talk to her while she's here, she could definitely do that too. So I hope she takes it all the way. Now, here's my point. I didn't think about this life until that dude said that to me. And he looked at me and said, you got a talent. You can do it at a bigger level. He didn't even know he was saying it to me like that. But I went home and it opened my mind to bigger possibility. And so I just started studying it. What is Lou Holtz doing? How does he talk? I started watching his presentation. What did he write a book about? I'm like, I can write a book. I can do what he's doing. And I just started doing it. Right? And, and I still remember when a person came to me and said, I'd like for you to coach my team. And there was a little plant up in Woodbury. They made boats. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. You guys know what a little boat, fact, what is it? Crane. Crane. You know, they made, they made these boats. And dude said, I want you to come speak to my people. And he said, how much would it cost me? And I had no idea what to say. And I said, $350. And he said, done. And I was like, well, shoot, I should ask for a lot more money. But here's what I thought. Man, I'm making $100 an hour. I'm making over $100 an hour to do what I love doing, which is coach people. And it opened my mind to, man, maybe I could do this at a bigger level. Everybody see that? Now, fast forward to 2018, I spoke at 10X to 10,000 people, Mandalay Bay. We did a quarter of a million dollars in the first hour that I spoke. Within one hour, it's 250,000 in one hour. And then we made a million dollars over the next year for me speaking on that one stage. Where did it all start? It all started with that one dude telling me, you can do this. Then it started by me taking actions. You see where I'm going? I didn't sit on that. So some of you have been told something, like you're good at this. You need to be doing this, right? And, and maybe you don't believe it, so you don't do anything with it. You don't go get the coaching you need. You don't go get the people you need. You don't take an action toward it. And so you just keep doing what you're doing. And it's like, this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be playing up here at this level. I'm supposed to be doing this. Okay? And I don't know what that is for everybody in this, in this room. But there's something. And it's going to take some action and courage and a lot of prey drive. It's going to take a lot of prey drive. Okay? Because a lot of people don't want to do the work that it takes to really get to that level. The, the years and years and years of, of, of practice and sacrifice. <laughs> 